Welcome to this recorded service for Sunday the 21st of June 2020. My name is the Reverend Peter Walker and I'm pleased to involve in this service a number of my colleagues. The sermon is by Michael Godfrey and he and Elena have recorded the readings while the prayers by Hazel Mumford were recorded by Judith Meehan. Songs and hymns are once again provided by the Choral Scholars of St Martin's in the Fields. And we're going to begin now with our first hymn, Oh, for a heart to praise my God. This week has seen continued repercussions from the killing of George Floyd, which should lead us all to ask questions about how we benefit from past and present injustices in society, including but not limited to the Caribbean slave trade. I thought it would be appropriate to join this morning in the Coventry Litany of Reconciliation. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. The hatred which divides nation from nation, race from race, class from class, Father, forgive. The covetous desires of people and nations to possess what is not their own, Father, forgive. The greed which exploits the work of human hands, and lays waste the earth. Father, forgive. Our envy of the welfare and happiness of others. Father, forgive. Our indifference to the plight of the imprisoned, the homeless, the refugee. Father, forgive.
the lust which dishonours the bodies of men, women and children. Father, forgive. The pride which leads us to trust in ourselves and not in God. Father, forgive. May the God of love and power forgive you and free you from your sins, heal and strengthen you by his Spirit, and raise you to new life in Christ our Lord. Amen. The Collect for this Sunday. Lord, you have taught us that all our doings without love are nothing worth. Send your Holy Spirit and pour into our hearts that most excellent gift of love, the true bond of peace and of all virtues, without which whoever lives is counted dead before you. Grant this for the sake of your only Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. A reading from the sixth chapter of the letter of Paul to the Romans. Should we continue in sin in order that grace may abound? By no means. How can we who died to sin go on living in it? Do you not know that all of us who have been baptised into Christ Jesus were baptised into his death? Therefore we have been buried with him by baptism into death so that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in newness of life. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. We know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body of sin might be destroyed and we might no longer be enslaved to sin. For whoever has died is freed from sin. But if we have died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. We know that Christ, being raised from the dead, will never die again. Death has no more dominion over him. The death he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. So you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. And this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Hear the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, A disciple is not above the teacher, nor a slave above the master. It's enough for the disciple to be like the teacher, and the slave like the master. If they have called the master of the house, Balzibal, How much more will they malign those of his household? 
so have no fear of them. For nothing is covered up that will not be uncovered, and nothing secret that will not become known. What I say to you in the dark, tell in the light, and what you hear whispered, proclaim from the housetops. Do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? Yet not one of them will fall to the ground unperceived by your father. And even the hairs on your head are all counted. So do not be afraid. You are of more value than many sparrows. Everyone, therefore, who acknowledges me before others, I also will acknowledge before my Father in heaven. But whoever denies me before others, I also will deny before my Father in heaven. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Over time, things change. Even words can change their meaning. People used to be able to say, I'm having a gay time. And gay used to mean jolly, carefree, happy, lively. Today, gay means being homosexual. Slavery used to be normal. If a tribe went in, or nation went into battle with another tribe or nation, captives were enslaved. The whole of the Bible, both Old and New Testaments, accepted slavery as a given. The Israelites were enslaved by the Egyptians. And central to the whole Bible story is, is God's redemption of the people of Israel from slavery in Egypt. And so redemption becomes a key word, a key idea. We have been saved. We have been saved from sin. We have been brought into a new relationship with God through Jesus, and it's all based on the language of slavery. But in today's world, slavery is illegal. It's, it's more than illegal, it's actually outrageous, it's abhorrent to us. A terrible thing, we just can't countenance the idea that another human being could be owned, bought and sold like, like any household good, treated worse than an animal, without rights, without dignity, without respect. It appalls us. Today is Father's Day. And father and fatherhood is another concept that's changed over time. There was a time, probably until quite recently really, when society demanded obedience to authority demanded obedience to rulers, to the owners of land and wealth, to factory bosses. It demanded obedience in the armed forces. And this respect for and obedience to authority that society demanded started in the home. It was a father's responsibility to instill discipline into his children. Respect for authority, the authority of the father, was often enforced by physical punishment. 
he was also enforced by just people keeping their, their distance. Fathers didn't show affection and friendliness when playing with their children. It just wasn't normal. It would make children soft. It would undermine authority in the home and in society. How times have changed. Today, fathers are expected and do, are involved in, in looking after their children, feeding them, cooking for them, playing with them, doing homeschooling for them, caring and nurturing just as much as a female figure in the home might do. Times might change, words might change, social norms might change. But sadly, human behaviour doesn't always change with it. There are too many women and children who are still being abused in the home, physically, sexually, emotionally, often by the man who was supposed to be the father figure in the home. And sadly too, even the church is not free from abusive behaviour. The scandals of Abuse against vulnerable people and children perpetrated even by clergy and church workers just has shocked us all. And we've introduced as churches policies and practices of safeguarding to ensure that this abuse does not continue. The vulnerable children have to be protected, have to feel safe. And sadly too... Although slavery was abolished in the British Empire in 1833, racism is still embedded in society and in people's attitudes. Even as recently as the 60s, when people from the Caribbean first came to Britain, as they were invited to fill the job vacancies that existed at the time, accommodation would often have a sign in the window which would say, no blacks, no Irish, no dogs. I don't know when black Christians first came to Britain from the Caribbean and recently, more recently, have come to Britain from, from African nations. They found such a poor welcome for them in, in traditional British churches that they had to start their own churches. In their own churches, they could feel welcome. They could feel loved. They could feel that they were could worship in ways that reflected their own culture and their own languages. And sadly, racism still persists in our society and in people's attitudes. There are still too many people who still want to kneel on the neck of the blacks. Too many people who still want to consider that they are inferior to us. They're not as good as us. They deserve what they get. And there was a time when the image of God as father too was used to present God as a, a wrathful figure. Wrathful God who would heap vengeance on sinners, bringing fire and brimstone in the fires of hell for eternal punishment to sinners who failed to repent to anyone who disobeyed God. By contrast today, we hear God as Abba. Daddy, Jesus speaking, Abba, Father, our Father, the loving Father who, who cares for, who wants the best for, 
who gives healing to, who gives life to, who gives peace to his people, to his children, not the God who demands punishment and vengeance. And we hear that in today's gospel, don't we? God who, like a father who cares, are not two sparrows Jesus taught his people, are not two sparrows sold for a penny, yet not one of them will fall to the ground unperceived by your father, and even the hairs of your head are counted. So do not be afraid. You are of more value than many sparrows. All of us, Jesus is saying, whether whoever we are, male or female, black or white, adults or children, are loved by God, the God who cares. And so Paul picked up this same theme in, in the letter to the Ephesians when he said, there is no longer Jew or Greek, there is no longer slave or free, there is no longer male and female, for all of you are one in Christ Jesus. All of us. All of us, no matter who we are, no matter whether we are old or young, male or female, black or white, are equally, equally God's children, equally God's people, equally loved, healed, restored, forgiven, and offered a place in his eternal presence. And if that's what is God is like in the days when we treat people other people who are different from us as inferior, as unworthy, as uncivilized, capable of being used, capable of being exploited, that should all belong now to history. There should be no place in today's world, in today's society, in today's church for racism and discrimination of any kind. We all belong to God through Jesus. We are all equally his children. And so our attitudes and policies and practices in church and society should show this no place. In the police, in the legal system, in education, in employment, in clubs and society, and in our attitude, you and me, we all need to look honestly at ourselves and ask, how do we need to change to reflect the way God wants us to be? How can we live the calling that no matter who we are and who they are, of what colour, race or origin, we can show God's love, love of the loving Father? Our next hymn is perhaps not so well known, but I would encourage you to follow the words and reflect as you listen to them on how we can build true friendship in Christ with one another. The hymn is, I Come With Joy, A Child of God.
prayers today have been written by Hazel. Let us pray. The Lord is our shepherd and we are all his sheep. Let us bring to him our concerns and cares for his world. Good Shepherd, we pray for all who minister your word. We pray for guidance and direction on issues that concern us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Good Shepherd, we pray for your world. For those who are hungry, thirsty, afraid, alone. And we pray for all leaders that they will work to bring peace, justice and freedom for all people. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Good Shepherd, we pray for all who are sick, whether at home, in hospital or care homes, especially those suffering from the virus. We pray for all carers and our NHS staff. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Good Shepherd, we pray for our family, friends and neighbours. Help us to reach out to those who have no family. The drug addicts, the elderly, the homeless and the lonely. May we stand beside them with help, hope and love. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Good Shepherd, we remember and pray for those who have died recently. And we ask that you comfort those who mourn. May they know your love is with them and that their loved ones are at peace with the Lord. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Good Shepherd, your love for us is so great, and our love for you is so small. Thank you for accepting what we are able to offer. Guide us through the coming week, and bring us into your peace at the end of each day. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour Jesus Christ. Amen. As our Saviour taught us, so we pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. Our final hymn is Lord for the years your love has kept and guided.
Once again, I'd encourage you, if you've enjoyed worshipping with us today, uh, to get in touch, by all means. Um, Now let me pray for you God's blessing. Go forth into the world in peace. Be of good courage. Hold fast that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak. Help the afflicted. Honour everyone. Love and serve the Lord, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit, be among you and remain with you always. Amen.